All right. Well, um, I don't know how many of you heard the story Sunday night, and uh, so I'll tell it again because that's what I do best is tell stories again. But uh, several weeks ago, I felt like I should ask um, Mike and Brenna if Asher would be willing to speak on a Wednesday night, and uh, I didn't. I didn't do it. I felt like I should, but I didn't do it. I, I got busy, and you know how it is. I didn't. I didn't write it down. I would think about it at the most inopportune moments, and. And the next week, I started thinking about it again, but once again, I didn't ask. Well, about, I don't know, maybe Thursday of that week, uh, Mike calls me on the phone. He says, hey, Pastor, uh, Asher wants to know if you'll let him speak on a Wednesday night. He feels like he has something from the Lord. And I said, you know, I was just thinking about that. So um, it's just amazing to me how the Lord works. It's amazing to me that the Lord will work in anybody that's willing to let him work. And so tonight, we're going to hear from Asher Samay. So Asher... There you are. Come on up. Hey, Asher. Do you want this or you want a court of the pill? Before we get started, I want to thank. To, I want to take a second for everyone to look under the seat, and whoever has the envelope has the treasure. <laughs> Just kidding. What do you guys think this is? Bingo. Now let's talk about your real treasure. Tonight's lesson about, is about treasure. But first, I want to thank you, Pastor, for giving me the opportunity to speak. A few weeks ago, God laid this message on my heart. I don't feel like it's a coincidence that God laid this message on my heart or that anyone who is here tonight came. I believe my God is so powerful he can minister to us without my words. I believe my God can minister to us through praise and worship or even just as we're sitting in a pew and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. If you came tonight to see God move, I believe he will meet you here tonight. I feel it's so important some to some time to take a moment and be still to know who God is. Before we get started, I would like to take a few minutes, just allow the Holy Spirit minister us. Sometimes it takes us being God's house to block out the distractions in the world that God move. I would just like to take a few minutes in silence. Please stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to be reading in Luke 16, 19 to, to, to 31.
The rich man and Lazarus. There is a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip his tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and now you are in agony. Besides all this, between us you have a great chasm set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, please send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers, and let them and let them warn them so that they will not come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses, the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, if, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if somebody raises from the dead. You may be seated. The rich man enjoyed all his treasures on earth. But he did not do him any good once he died. Once he died, he realized he did not want his family to make the same mistake. I don't think the point here is was bad in treasures on earth, but I also think what he could have done with his wealth. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing treasures on earth as long as, as long as it's not our main focus. I believe it's urgent to invest our treasures in heaven. And well, I'm glad you asked. What? No. Urgent about investing. What are heavenly treasures? Well, I'm glad you asked. Please turn to Matthew 6 through 21. It says, Treasures in heaven. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moss and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But, where, but store up for yourselves some treasures in heaven, where moss and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is... There your heart will also be. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Treasure on earth are fun, but time, but time, rust, and moth will destroy. I think we all agree it's nice to have money and nice things, but we have to be careful about what the true desires of our heart are, and that doesn't take away from investing in heavenly treasure. I'm going to ask my assistant Cyrus to come up here and do a demonstration.
poison me. Get caught. <laughs> I'm doing, that's a ranger thing where I'm doing knots. I just did, I just did it. Okay, so basically you might not be able to see this little red section because he didn't do it big enough. Okay, so this little red section this little red section represents our life on earth. And you can you can have you can have treasures on heaven, but you also need to invest invest in treasures on in heaven so you have the rest of this eternity with God. This little red part represents our life and in whatever we do in here we have to try to bring it, we have to, uh, we have to, we have to do what we can't, we have to praise, and we have to give glory to God, and the rest is imperfect. You've seen examples like this before, but we look at a little different tonight. This little red section represents our life on earth, but it also represents our time to to surrender to God and so we can have the rest of this eternity with God instead of in hell with all the devil and all that. So, so lay up our treasures in heaven. The Bible says a hundred years ago is like a bleak of an eye, but I bet if you ask some of the great birds in here, you'll probably tell. Same, right, Pastor? <laughs> It might seem like when you're young, you have forever, but as we all have seen tomorrow is not guaranteed, we must be urgent about God's business, and the average lifespan in the United States is 77 years, but that is not an average tomorrow. It's not guaranteed whether you are young or old. I believe surrendering your life to Christ and doing the will has for us to go hand in hand. As I get through this, I will further explain, but first I'm going to read another passage in Matthew. Matthew twenty five thirty one through forty. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne, all the nations will gather before him. He will separate from he will separate the people from the, uh, from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put some sheep on his right, he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed. You are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, and the kingdom is prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. For I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, you clothed me. I was sick, you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came and visited me. The righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink. 
When did we see a stranger invite you in or needed clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison to go visit you? The king replied, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of these, uh, one of these least brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me drink? When I needed clothes, did you clothe me? When I was sick, did you visit me? But most important, when you saw when you see when you saw me in need, did you see Jesus? Jesus said, If you have done this for least of these, you've done this for me. When I think about treasure in heaven, I think about all kinds of things. I think about my friends that go to church with me, I think about the ones that come to Rangers on Wednesday nights. I think about my new brother Isaac that just got baptized. I think about what it's gonna be like with my friends and family in heaven that know Jesus, what is treasured self. I think about my mansion will be next to my family's. We will have our own Simei Avenue. <laughs> when y'all drive by, honk and wave. It's not too early. I like to sleep in. <laughs> Bible says, what does it not profit a man to gain the world, yet lose his soul? When I get into heaven, I want to hear those words every believer should strive for. Well done, good well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. I know Pastor talked about this a little bit on Sunday night, about hell and how people have grown, kind of grown to numb the thought of hell sometimes. When we hear about the fire and the torment, and somehow we have grown numb to it. But to understand hell, we must first understand overwhelming, God's overwhelming love and grace. Romans 6 through 23 says, For the, rage, for the wages of sin is death. Death is separation. Separation from all those you have surrendered to, Christ, and gone to heaven. Separation from the one who loves us more than anything, the one who sacrificed his son for us, the one who continues to forgive us. If there is something that we should be afraid of about hell, is that anything, eternity always, or from our friends and family that love us, and we're believers, separation from God, who loves us more than anyone. He knows my name, God knows my name. Tonight, I have two challenges. First, if you have never surrendered your life to Jesus or need to get things right with him, tonight is the night. Don't take a chance to walk out that door and risk eternity of separation. Second, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, it's time to be urgent about God's will. It's time to start putting some bricks on that mansion. We must be about the Father's business. Thank you, Pastor, for let, giving me this opportunity that God laid on my heart. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I hope this message was pleasing you. I pray when we leave tonight, you open our eyes and do your will. I pray you give us opportunities to share the overwhelming love that you've shown us every day. Tonight, the Lord lighted a fire to us to be urgent about your business. In Son's holy name, amen. So be seated for just a moment. Veronica, could I get you to come to the piano, please? 
I, I, I just don't think that we can uh, leave this tonight like that. Asher talked about the seriousness of hell and the seriousness of heaven. And he, and he used this demonstration, and I, and I know you can see this. But, but this is, the Bible says your life is a vapor. This is your life. I mean, it, you, may, you may think it's, a, it's just a little illustration, but it's not. This is your life. This is all there is to it. Like he said, I'm, I'm at the end of this thing, so I, I'm over here. Like he said. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's nobody in this room tonight that knows how long this line is. Death comes to all. It may come to a, a child. It may come to a teenager. It may come to an adult. It may come to an older person. It may come to a young at heart. But the thing is, you don't know. You've got no assurance you're even going to get home tonight. You, there's none. There's no promise of tomorrow. There's not even a promise of a next breath. So you don't know how long the red line is. But by the same token... You can't understand how long this line is either. Because this line is eternity. This line has no end. There'll never be a day when you're not alive. Do you hear me? There'll never be a day when you are not alive. Throughout all eternity, you will be alive. And you will have feelings. And you will have understanding. And you will know what's going on. And you will know what's happening. Just like, the, just like the rich man that's in hell, he knew he was in flames. He knew he was. He understood the torment. Just like Lazarus who was in Abraham's bosom, he understood the paradise. Just like Asher said tonight, he'll, he'll understand mansions on Samay Boulevard. All great preachers don't like to get up early. Amen. So I'm just saying... Tonight, before we leave here, you need to spend a moment in time. And you may say, well, I come to church here all the time. That's not the question. God's not going to say, where'd you go to church? He's going to say, do you know my son, Jesus Christ? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? And just because you walked down here and said a prayer one time and knew how to, when to nod your head at the right place, that doesn't mean you're saved. Salvation is a change of heart. If you know Jesus, you're not the same as you were. Because he comes in and changes everything. And if you know Christ, then this eternity is one that's of love, of, of greatness, of doing things for God, of being busy about the master's business, of, of just more than anything that you desire is there in heaven for you. But if you don't know Jesus tonight and your red line was to end if you don't know Jesus and your red line was to end, then this red-black rope also represents an eternity of torment. You know, I, I discovered something about hell recently, about the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, and here's what I discovered. Hey, y'all wait just a second. I want to finish this. Sit down. Thank you. Sorry about that, but I, I just want to finish this. So here's what I discovered. I discovered that that lake that burns with fire and brimstone, the Bible says that does she need to go? Does she need to leave? Huh? Okay. So I discovered that that lake that burns with fire and brimstone, the Bible says that at the end, death will be thrown into it and hell will be thrown into it and everything that's wicked and vile will be thrown into it and then it's going to be sealed up. 
And then in Revelation 21, verse 7, it says, God shall wipe all tears from their eyes, and they'll have no more remembrance. So if this is you, and you're in a place of torment, then I can tell you right now that what's going to happen is nobody's going to remember you. No one will know you're there. God will wipe all memory of you from their minds. And throughout all eternity, they'll never know you existed while you spend eternity in torment. To be forgotten is the worst thing there is. Even in, the, even in graveyards, we put up headstones so we won't forget. So stand with me for just a minute if you would. If you don't know Jesus tonight, then like Asher said, this is your night. He was brought here tonight. He has a message from the Lord. His message was that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, or if you're not, if you're not 100% sure, then I'm going to tell you, this isn't something you can miss on. You don't get another chance. If, if, if the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl Sunday night, whenever it is, when is it? February the 5th? Is that right? When, oh, it's not the 5th. That's already passed. Huh? 11th. Did they win? No. <laughs> if the Chiefs lose then they'll start a season again and they'll have another chance. If the 49ers lose, they'll start the season over again, they'll have another chance. They've always got next year. But if we miss on this, if we miss on this, you don't have next year. There's not another chance. You don't get a do-over because you've got a chance tonight to change it and make it right. So tonight just going to ask you one thing. He didn't leave me enough time for me to do anything, so we're just going to do this. If you need to be 100% sure tonight, if you say, I'm not 100% sure, and you want to be 100% sure, then while Veronica plays, I want you to leave your seat and just come stand down here at the front. Is there anybody here tonight that says, I'm not 100% sure, and I want to be 100% sure? Anybody? over here, Brian. Anybody else tonight? I'm not 100% sure, and I need to be 100% sure. Thank you. Anybody else tonight? Can I get my assistant Cyrus to come move this over there? Anybody else tonight? else tonight I just want to be a hundred percent sure could I get some of you adults to come down here with these guys tonight thank you anybody else
anybody else need to come down tonight? Thank you. Come on down. Anyone else? I want to be 100% sure. this look at look at me for just a moment the bible says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so it says if we confess with our mouth the lord jesus and believe in our heart that god raised christ from the dead in other words believe that jesus is the son of god the bible said we shall be saved so there's two parts to salvation that you know first of all is the confession and second of all is the receiving. So what we're going to do first is we're going to confess. We're going to say, Father, forgive me of my sins. So I, w- I just want you to pray with, with me, if you would. And then after that, we're going to, we're going to uh, do something else here. But just pray this with me. Just say, Father, forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus into my heart. Help me to live for him and to do right. I confess him as my Savior, and in Jesus' name, I am saved. All right. Now, I want you to take just a minute and just tell the Lord, thank you for saving me. With your own words, would you do that for just a minute? I'm going to pray. You just pray with your mouth. Let your mouth hear Let your ears hear your mouth say something about Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for hearing our prayers tonight, God. We thank you, Lord God, for saving, Lord God, for salvation. Father, we thank you, O God, for your Holy Spirit, God, ministering, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you for your love. We praise you for your mercy. We praise you for your grace, O God. And Father, we just pray right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch these young men and young women, O God. We pray, Almighty God, that you would seal it with the Holy Spirit, O God, and that they would know, Father God, that you have changed their lives, Father. God, I thank you, Lord God, and I praise you. Just begin to say, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Come on, guys, just begin to say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for touching them. Thank you, God, for ministering to them. Thank you, Lord God, for saving them tonight, God. Thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for changing their hearts, changing their minds, changing their souls, God. Thank you, Lord God, for forgiving them of their sins, oh God. Thank you for forgiving them, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for changing their lives, oh God. We receive your son tonight, God. We receive your forgiveness tonight, God. We receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for these young ladies, Lord God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit moving in their lives, moving in their hearts, God. Thank you, Lord God, for saving them, touching them, healing them, delivering them, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Let me just pray over you real quick, okay? Heavenly Father, I pray now, Lord God, that you would guard these, Lord God, that have made you the Lord of their life. I pray, Lord God, that you would minister to them, that you would keep them, Lord, that you would love them, Lord, that you would anoint them, Lord. Father, let your power and let your passion live within their soul, O God. And Father God, I pray, Lord God, that you would protect them all the days of their life, Father. Lord, I pray tonight, Lord God, that their surrender to you, Father, has caused the Holy Spirit to be active within their life, O God. For, Lord God, you breathed upon the disciples and you said, receive the Holy Spirit. And I pray tonight, O God, that that Holy Spirit, God, would seal them, Lord God, that they would feel your presence, Lord, that they would know that they're different, God, that they would know that their minds are different, that their hearts are different, God. Lord, I thank you, Almighty God, for touching them and ministering to them tonight, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, for the harvest. We thank you for the message. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your passion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, stand with me tonight if you would. Did I seat you? Now I stood you. You know you're in a Pentecostal church if you're up and down. We do squats here. <laughs> we're gonna, when we buy chairs, we're going to put them real low to the ground so you can all exercise. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you, Asher. For the word, very well done. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your message tonight, Father God. Thank you for salvations, Lord God. Thank you for your hope, Father. And tonight, Lord God, we pray that you'd be with us, Lord, as we leave this place. God, we pray, Almighty God, that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us and direct us. Father, we love you, Lord God, and thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit. We pray now, Lord God, that you'd protect us and keep us, O God. Bring us back at the appointed hour, Father God, to worship you and to praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.